Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode three, chapter two of Movement Radio. Once again, my name is Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. And we want to, first of all, thank each and every single one of you guys for all the great responses and all the great feedback that we've been getting for the past two episodes. Uh, Chip, anything new you want to add? Because I know we have some big news that came into the podcast this week. Well, you know, after uh, two two episodes, we had the prologue, uh, which where we talked about who we were, welcomed you guys to the podcast, told you about what we're going to talk about. And then we had chapter one, Spit Your Shit, where we talked all things battle rap. Uh, so after after those two chapters there, we have been accepted to Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and you can now find us on Google Podcasts. And that's a pretty big deal, being Google being one of the biggest conglomerates in the world. And we'll get to a conspiracy theory episode a little bit later. Um, but today... We, were fig- we, we figured we'd give you guys a little bit of a glimpse into the type of, because on the very first episode, we talked about the music that we liked, you know, how I was a fan of metalcore, him not so much. But I figured we would talk about a little something called concerts and the concerts that we went to, um, because we're both fathers now and we're, we, we don't really get to go to as many concerts as we used to and that we love. I mean, occasionally if it's like, hey, can you watch the kids for maybe three hours? We'd like to go see, you know, see this band. But that's very, very few and far between. Honestly, I cannot remember the last time I went to see a band live. You probably could. I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I seen I a band I can, live and before. I can probably tell you the last time you seen a band live. Was it when we went to Pop Evil and seen them at Track 29? It was. Okay. Now, yeah. I believe right. that was the very last time. Uh, Amy, Amy got so drunk, it was yeah. funny. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, um, and, but see, it was Pop Evil, Letters from the Fire, and within reason, I remember within reason because when we went to, uh, was it the Project Nine Six One Festival? No, it was not. It was uh, it was uproar. It was uproar. Yeah, it was uproar. The first uproar fest that we right. went to. So how about this? We like to do our top fives. We'll get to the top fives in a minute. But before we do that, what do you do? You remember your very first concert that you ever went to? It, it doesn't have to be metal or rock. It could have been any type of concert that I, you can remember. I do. I I remember. Uh, so living here in Chattanooga, we, when I was younger, we didn't get a whole lot of concerts. We, we really um, didn't. Technically, but, we still don't. I mean, I'm surprised the signal's been getting as many as it has been, considering that Track 29 really didn't pull a whole lot of people. No. Well, Track well, 29 it, did it, well. It, it pulled in Hellstorm and it pulled in Five Finger, but unless you get like a big, huge band that's going to basically, because when we went and seen Pop Evil, they didn't even use the whole venue. They cut half the venue off. No, no, no. They did, they did more of a of an intimate type setting. Yeah. Which was really cool as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, go yeah. ahead, Bob. Uh, so the first concert that I remember, you know, like growing up, uh, my mom, she listened to Elvis and Hank uh, Sr., Conway Twitty, stuff like that. And uh, my father... He, he listened to more of what we call classical rock. Bands like Kansas, right. uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Uh, Foreigner, bands like that. Germany, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, the first concert I ever remember going to was at the Chattanooga National Guard Armory. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and seen Kansas live. Oh, wow. Uh, how old were you? Do you remember how old you I were? was... I think nine or ten, maybe. Okay. Uh, and the only thing I remember about that concert, I don't remember the music, I don't remember the set list, I don't remember anything like that, other than 
the drummer got dehydrated and passed out <laughs> and they had to cut the concert uh they had to cut the concert like three songs in i mm-hmm. think it was three or four songs in um and rush him to the hospital via ambulance. Wow. So did he just he just got dehydrated? Yeah, he just got dehydrated. That's crazy. Uh if you've ever been into the Chattanooga National Guard Armory, yeah. it's it's hotter than sweat balls. Yeah, it is. So is it hotter than PCW in July? Yes. Oh wow. Is it hotter than the Rossville Middle School in July? Shit, that's a toss up. That's a toss up, yeah. right. Yeah. Um I, my first concert, um I was a late bloomer when it came to concerts. My first concert I was actually uh nineteen or twenty years old. I went with our good friend Johnny Viper. We went to Club Fathom for the people in Chattanooga who probably don't remember. That was a there was a it was a it, it was a Christian and I and I use and I use that term loosely because it really wasn't like a worship center or anything like that, but it was considered a Christian nightclub, which makes about as much sense as being the prettiest one on the view but we uh i seen uh it was the very first time i ever seen mighty sideshow um i also seen egypt central i seen revelation theory which later became rev theory and i seen nonpoint that was the my first introduction into the metals into the quote-unquote concert scene i remember i was uh i went we, we waited in line literally for about maybe 45 minutes, waited in line, got in there, and the, the venue was actually probably about as big as probably the whole floor of where we are right now. It was, it was a pretty big, you've been there before. I, I have, yeah, um, it was, I mean, it was, it was fairly big, but I mean, the floor that we're on is not it, it was, huge. Not, not huge, but compared to that, it was, you know, yeah. about similar size. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was great. The energy of it and everything. Of course, I was there for Nine Point because Nine Point is still to this day one of my favorite bands. Um, so I went that. And then the one thing I like about certain concerts is if you specifically go to a concert to see a certain band. Like I wanted to go see Nine Point, so I went to go see Nine Point. But because I went to go see them, that's when I became a fan of Rev Theory. That's when I became a fan of Egypt Central, and I really became a fan of Mighty Sideshow. And I was like, man, you know. And I didn't even know at the time because. Again, I wasn't hip to the scene. I didn't really, I didn't know Mighty Sideshow was a local band until like Adler. It's like, yeah, they're from Chattanooga, and it's like, that's dope, man. You know, like, like, you know, and I thought their music was awesome. As a matter of fact, I think I used their song. Uh, uh, what was the song that I used? Uh, Message. I used the song Message to uh, come to the ring one night back at DCW and. Dalton, Dalton, long, long time ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my very first concert. It was it was a fun concert to go to. Um. The only, I mean, because I got to crowd surf, we got to do the whole mosh pit thing, which mosh pitting at a at a, at a non point show is fun, but it's not exactly the show. It's not exactly the music you would normally mosh to. Because when I think of mosh music, I think Slayer, Lamb of God, Slipknot, bands like that. You know. Um, well, now here's here's a question. Though. Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of Mighty Sideshow, um, do you remember the first concert we went to together? Yes, um, it was actually God rest that place because I miss it and I wish it wish it was still around. It was Rhythm and Brews. Um, that was a very very fun, very very cool place. It was a small venue. It, I mean, it was it, very. It small. was very small, probably about maybe the stage itself is probably about maybe the size of the room that we're in right now um but i mean they had an upper level but you can't really 
go crazy on an upper level. You know, uh, you'll fall down and hurt somebody. And for those of you not in the room, this is uh, an eight foot by eight foot square room that we're recording. Right. In. So basically, the, cons- the 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 stage that they were on was maybe this size, maybe a little, maybe a foot or two bigger on either side. Yeah, and I think it was uh, two and a half or three foot tall. I mean, yeah. it was a very short stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could just reach out and and touch whatever. Right. This it, was yeah. This was actually the night that they were that mighty sideshow was putting out new music from their brand new uh, EP that they were doing and um, a lot of times especially if it, if the headliner is a local act then they'll normally have other local acts or other unsigned bands come in and you know let them perform and things like that I remember the first band that we seen was a band called seven under suicide which those guys actually sounded good. I can't remember the name of I can't remember any of the names of the songs. If you, if you put a gun in my head right now, I couldn't tell you the names of any of the songs. But they were actually pretty good. And then the next band was Crank Sinatra. Now this band was really good. They did a lot of covers. They did. But the one song that they played, and I believe it was either the second or third song that they did in their set. Chip, do you want to say it? <laughs> it's one of my favorite song titles of all time. Now the song itself wasn't that wasn't good. Wasn't that good. But go ahead. The title of it was The Underwater Miracle That Is the Crayon Pony Fish. Now if that itself isn't one of the greatest song titles in the history of music, I don't know what is. I'm mean, I'm pretty sure you can come up with some more funnier like God, I think uh there was a couple there was a couple of other bands um who have like weird sounding names for songs. Um, I think it was, I think it was Panic at the Disco that had a song that said the only difference between suicide and martyrdom is the press coverage. That, like that yes. was that was like that was the whole that was the name of the whole. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was the very first song on their uh, "A Fever You Can't Sweat Out" album. But as we're still on the subject of concerts, if you could say definitively, because we're gonna have different lists for this one apparently, because. You've been to more concerts. I won't say you've been to more concerts to me, but you've had the chance to go to more than I have. Um, who would you say your top five favorite bands to see live is? And I know that's a difficult one, just like with the battle rap theme, but live, like the top band that favorite you see, bands to see live. To see live, it's it's not as difficult as you would think. Okay, I, I, Shine Down. Right. Uh, that's he, they're on my list too. They're Volbeat. Volbeat. Yes. By Finger Death Punch. Right. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Right. And Godsmack. Yes. That's, those are all good ones. All good ones. I'm going to throw one in there, and I know you don't care for this band. I know you don't care for them. But as far as live performance, I thought Avenged Sevenfold had a good live show. I know you don't, because they sound like a watered-down Metallica. I understand that, and that's a I, lot of people's I, perception of them. I can honestly tell you I've never seen them live. Uh, okay. They've been at concerts that I've been. Uh, they, they were a headliner uh, one year when I went to uh, a festival, and I honestly, I, I left before they <laughs> even took the stage right. because I don't like them. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Metallica, which is going to get me uh, a whole lot of heat and ridicule from some <laughs> of the boys that are going to listen to this. Uh, but I think, personally, I think Metallica's best album was the Black Album. 
and they've not done anything good since. Do you, do you not think any of their earlier work was any good? Because I mean, you think it was did okay. You, did you think of like for whom the bell tolls, and you think of Master of Puppets? Like, I, like that's what made me a fan of Metallica was the album Master of Puppets. You know, and they it, had it was, a one or two good songs, but anything but, after the Black album, you just didn't care for. No, okay, n- nothing at all. The Black album is literally the only Metallica album that I can put on and listen to from beginning to mm-hmm. end. Okay. Any other album, it, they have one or two good songs, in my opinion. Okay. Now, I, I recognize that there's people that follow them all over the country mm-hmm. to watch them perform. Right. Uh, and they, you know, they're one of the most widely recognized bands in the world. Right. Just not my cup of tea. I understand. Hey, you know what? And that and that's cool. Um, mine. I mean, I, my, I mean you got to go with Shine Down because I mean their performance alone is is amazing. Yes. Godsmack. I was I was a fan of Godsmack. I wasn't a big fan of Godsmack until I seen them live. When they did the dueling drums and they did the whole, it was like it felt like an event when you seen Godsmack perform. It was amazing. Their live performance in my opinion, is better than anything they've ever put on record. Definitely. 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 Um, (laughs) And and listen, I mean, you could go to Access TV or you can go to YouTube or whatever, and you can actually watch them perform live on, but there, there is no better experience than watching them, watching it as it happens. You know, it's, it's one thing to watch a concert on television or watch it on YouTube. It's another thing to actually be there and witness it. I think because I, I, we were all fortunate enough to be able to see that happen. Yes. At, at For the Godsman. And do it blew me away. Now, let's take this into consideration as well. There are bands who I like, but my God, they suck live. Like so bad. Who are some of the bands that you've seen that that you like and maybe you still like but my god they disappointed you so much live I, I can tell you one in particular I can tell that, you three off the top of my head that disappointed me well I can tell you one in particular that I, I liked mm-hmm. before I seen them live I seen them live and now I can't stand any of the music they put out let me let me let me let me see if I can let me see if I can do this you're talking about hell yeah I am you're talking about hell yeah um you know I the very first uh like music festival that we went to was called uh, Project Six One Nine or Nine Six One. Nine Six One. It was a, a Cinco de Mayo kind of deal. We went on it. It was a, a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Eight bands was on the bill. That was a matter of fact. Shine, it was Shine Down. It was Five Finger Death Punch. Chevelle was there. Volbeat was Volbeat there. was there. Volbeat was. Here's the weird thing. Volbeat was like the third band to perform, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? They weren't very well <laughs> known back then, though. You got to think that was. God, 20, 2014? No, 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 no. no, no Way no, before the, it, it was, was like 2012, 20, I think. Yeah, no, 2011. 2011, 2012. 2011, 2012. It was before Malachi was born. Yeah. So I don't know why I said 20. <laughs> I don't know why I said 20. Um, but so uh, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> Hell Yeah before then. Mm-hmm. Um, they just uh, released, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but the big song on it was Alcohol and Ass. Uh, was it the first album? It wasn't the first album. No, that the, the, was the second the, the album. Stampede. That was the, they released Stampede because they played yes. Stampede. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It, it, and you know, I enjoyed it, but seeing them live, there's something they just their their vocals. They they don't have a good mix between no. vocals and instruments, and it's just terrible, absolutely terrible do, live. Do you think it's more love? Because here's the thing: I've seen Pantera live before. 
and like I think that because like, Vinnie Paul you would think Vinnie Paul Chad from Mudvayne you would think all these guys together would because you, you hear Pantera live they sound great you see Mudvayne live they sound great but you bring like the because basically hell he has a super group yeah you know and I'm not saying super groups can't get it together I mean I'm, there's several oh, super well, groups it, who if, if you're not mistaken wasn't Egypt Central a super group they were an amalgamation of it wasn't necessarily, I don't know, a super group to me is like when you have like more than two, like, I don't know if you, is Woven Wolf a super group? I, or I Woven would, War a super group? I because say they are. Because, because all, all, all uh, Woven War is, was As I Lay Dying Without Tim. That's all they were. Um, but yeah, hell yeah. So I'll tell you somebody else that sucks live, and it, and it hurt my heart. <laughs> Hinder sucks live, because I used to like Hinder. Yeah, and then you see them live, and it's like, my God, this completely sucks. They not only do they not sound anything like what's on the album, they sound like they were so completely out of tune. Because I seen them at the, I seen them at the Choo Choo, and they were horrible. They were they were just oh shit. Um, now here's another question for you: a band that you didn't really care for, but then once you seen them live, you were a fan of. That one's a bit of a better no, that, Pop Evil. Pop Evil? I did not really care too much for Pop Evil. Okay. Until I seen them live. Uh, I seen them at one of the... Um, was it one of the festivals or was it the one here in town? No, no, no. It was one of the festivals. Okay. Um, I seen them. It was at one of the Carolina Rebellions that I went to. Right. Um, and it was on a Sunday and it was raining and it was freezing fucking cold. Yep. Um... Yeah, because you had told me that you were on your way back. Uh, it, was, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, why are you guys leaving early? And you were like, oh, they, they canceled the rest they of the They canceled the rest Damn. of the, the <coughs> event. And uh, the, the the good thing about that, though, well, not the good thing, because I really wanted to see the rest of the bands that were on. Do you remember who the, headlined that final night? Was it Zombie? No, 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 no. That was a different, that was a, a different uh, year. Oh, okay. Zombie was... Um, but so uh, back to Pop Evil, what what made me a fan is it's like pouring down fucking rain, mm-hmm. right? And um, the lead singer, I can't, re- I can never remember his name. No, I can't remember uh, his name either. But the the lead singer of Pop Evil, he uh, he comes out like off of the stage where it's covered and starts walking on people's hands in the middle of the fucking rain, singing. And I'm like, you know what? That's a cool motherfucker. And <laughs> I just started like, I was like, oh, that kind of, you know, that song kind of hit there or whatnot, you right. know? So that was, I'll tell you, all right, we're going to get to this point right here because for me, when it comes to certain artists that I wasn't technically, fan, certain artists that I weren't a fan of, then I seen them live and I became a fan of them. I would probably have to say probably Theory of a Dead Man. Like I like I kind of like Theory of a Dead Man, um, but then they came out with Scars and Souvenirs, and yeah. they were on the same bill as Hinder. Hinder was the headline, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make it through Theory of a Dead Man. But seeing Theory of a Dead Man live, I was like, whoa, these guys are actually better than I thought they were. And I don't know, maybe it's because you know I considered it more background noise than anything else, and that's why I like going to it's it's good to get to the concerts early 
because a lot of people's like, well, I'm gonna go a little bit later because I'm not, I'm not gonna care about these other bands. I kind of want to see that. There is a band called House Harconia who came and played uh, for Egypt Central one night back at uh, Music Midtown over there. Yeah, Midtown Music Hall. Midtown Music Hall. Yeah. Wish it was still Midtown Music Hall. I wish that. I wish it was still there. Anyway, they. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It was House Harconian, midnight to twelve, and Egypt Central was the headliner. These guys were great, and like I was like, man, why are these guys not signed to a label yet? And how, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's so many great unsigned bands who maybe want to get onto a big label? You know, because you see them live, you think, why are these guys not signed? What do you think that is? Uh, it just there's some kind of. Uh... There's just some element that they're missing, and although we might think they're great, right. there's you know uh, a the music producer, right. an executive somewhere that just doesn't think they have that it factor. Yeah. I don't you know? know. I think if you're able to connect with somebody, and you're able to, you know, give because when I listen, because when you listen to music, you're trying to feel. You either feel one of two things: you either feel empowered or you feel cathartic, in a sense, because. Like anytime, like if I'm feeling down, and I like I really don't like like it's one of the things where it's like I'm either I'm pissed off or I'm down about something. First thing I do is I put on something that you know makes me want to you know go crazy. You know, like I'm putting on a Suicide Silence, I'm putting on a, a Black Label or Society. Like I'm putting on something that's gonna now if I'm now if I'm trying to chill, I put on you know some some type of music you know it's gonna make me chill you know yeah. like an r&b or some type of stuff like that like if i'm feeling goofy or something i put on a pop song you know even though most of it is so watered down and musically synthesized that you might as well be listening to a piece of freaking wood but for the most part i think it goes by emotions it goes by mood it goes by all these different things which makes it which makes it I guess when you go see a certain band live and it's like you expect them to be a certain thing. Like when we when I went and seen uh, Five Finger Death Punch, God Forbid, Shadows Fall, and Two Cents in Atlanta. And that was an incredible show simply because like it was three bands that I really, really, really wanted to see. And when this when when he uh when the lead singer, I can't remember his name, Ivan Moody, right? Is that his From name? Five Finger? From Five Finger. Yeah, Ivan yeah, okay. Ivan. He would get out there and, you know, it's more than just like, because he, he talked about if everyone's feeling a certain way, just know, you know, that there's help, there's, you know, there's people who all around, look around you, who all's dealing with depression, blah, blah. Then he goes into the song, Coming Down. Oh, which yeah. that whole song was <clears throat> about suicide prevention. He's, he's a huge advocate for the the troops suicide prevention uh and you see it in their videos too you see it a lot in their videos uh you've seen the video for um wrong side of heaven right side of hell i have i have that Uh, if 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 you know somebody who is in the armed for the armed services and you see that and throughout the whole video they're giving you these different things like every single day like 22 soldiers an hour you know, commit suicide, or you know, some most of them are homeless. They don't have places to turn to, and it grips you. And it's like, man, like it really makes you feel proud that these Americans sacrificed so much for our freedom. But at the same time, why the hell are we not doing anything to help these guys? You know, <laughs> you know, there's a I, great message behind the music. Too. It, it really hit me. The watching that video it really hit me. Uh, 
it hit home with me uh, being, you know, a, a former Marine and, and everything. So, I mean, I know, I know what it's like. I know what it is to go through, you know, um, coming home from, from boot camp and you just, you really, it's, it's a whole different world. Um, and, you know, it, if you, if you see a soldier, man, definitely, you know, thank them for their service because whether, whether you agree with, with a war that we're at, I mean, we're currently not at war right now, but it, whether you agree with it or not, you know, you, there, there are men and women that are putting their lives on the line, uh, for you and, and you don't even know it. You, you have not the first clue what these people are doing and it's all for you, you know? So if you see a soldier today, uh, whether they're active or retired, thank them. Exactly. Honestly, this this whole conversation took a woo one eighty. <laughs> let's get it back on. Let's get it back on course. But definitely, thank a soldier when you see one. Let's do something a little bit fun because we've attended concerts together, and, and there's some concerts that we didn't get a chance to attend to with each other. But I'm sure we've seen some stuff that. <laughs> I've seen some stuff. Seen some stuff. What is one of the funniest things that you've seen at a okay, okay, time out. Aside from me getting drunk, jumping up and down, and falling down at the amphitheater, aside from that story, because it's say I got my story is going to be about that same thing. But what's some of the funniest stories that you've seen at a concert? Uh, man, I <laughs> I've seen so many. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember is there going one that sticks to, out in your mind. I well, there's a ton that stick out. <laughs> Uh, this, there was this chick that kept crowd surfing over, uh, myself and Zach Stevens when we were, um, at the Limp Biscuit concert. Okay. Uh, and I mean, it was like every five seconds, not, not literally, but I mean, she was just coming right over us. Boom, boom, boom. She, she, that to go, me, to me. go in front of us. I mean, cause we were right up front, right, right against the guardrails. Right. And, uh, she'd go over, hit the guardrail security would escort her down and then, Next thing you know, this bitch is coming right back over the top. That well, to me sounds like a girl who was a metal fan and she's at her very first concert. That's what that seems like to me. Well, you know what? She got dumped on her fucking head. <laughs> uh, so she come over us about the 30th time and instead of reaching up now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you, you're just a fucking dick for doing this. But I'm, I'm kid you not. This is like six songs into the set. And she's still coming over the top of me. Like, I, I get it. Have fun, but shit, I want to enjoy the music too. You know? So, instead of reaching up to help her get over, I just take a step to the side. And uh, Zach Stevens takes a step to the side. And this bitch cracks her dome right there on the uh, the ground. And, you know, everybody's like, started laughing. Like, Man, but, but it's whatever, you know? I'm I'll an asshole, yes. I'll tell you one that was... Because you had said somebody cracked their cracked their head. <sighs> Brian Rivers, Joey Idol, and Big Wood can vouch for this story. We went to Midtown Music Hall. This was back in 2010, something like that. And we went and we seen Midnight to 12, Mighty Sideshow. And a little band called Fair to Midland. Okay. We, Fair to Midland was headlining the show. Now, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't Mighty Sideshow. It was Egypt Central that night. 
And it wasn't Big Will, it was Big Wood. That's what, did I not say you Big Wood? You said Big Will. Oh, I meant Big, Big Wood. I, I know apologize. this story. This is hilarious. So, so we were sitting there. We Now, everybody's enjoying the concert and everything like that. We've seen Egypt Central perform live, and everything's going cool. Well, throughout the course of the evening, which a lot of people don't know, Music Midtown is not only a place where people go and listen to concerts, excuse me, but it's also a bar and it's also a restaurant. They actually serve pizza. Me and, uh, excuse me, me and Brian Rivers actually ate pizza with Mighty Sideshow that night and it was all cool. We were talking, not Mighty Sideshow, I'm sorry, Egypt Central. We were all, you know, joking around and shit. The, the lead singer, Fair to Midland, from the time he got to the venue, which was about 12 o'clock, until they went on stage, was drunk as shit. Constantly drinking a beer, constantly taking a shot, constantly drinking whatever kind of fruity mixed drinks that they had. So they get, it gets to the point now to where everybody's there, the whole crowd's packed in, everybody wants to see Fair to Midland. Now the stage at Music Midtown isn't that big, it's probably about a, maybe an, an 8 by maybe an 8 by 10 floor, right? So he gets on stage, and he, this, this guy is foobar, like he is gone, he is as our, good, as our good friend Johnny Rock likes to say, he's drunker than who shit in the floor. So he gets on stage and they play the first song. He gets to the first song great, like really good. Like I'm actually surprised that he held it together. And there was actually people in the audience betting how far into the set he's going to be before he just passes the fuck out. So the guy's jumping up and down. This guy is so drunk, he jumps up in the air and forgets to plant his feet and just... Boom, straight down, cracks his head on one of the speakers. The guy stands up, and he is bleeding from his head. He's got on a white shirt. It's bleeding through his shirt, and he's just standing there like, <laughs> and laughing like that for a continuous 10 minutes. And it was like, uh, are you going to sing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then all of a sudden, you see everybody just migrate over to the bar. And when it got to the song, uh, God, you know what? I don't even remember the name of the big hit that happened. Prayer for the Manatees or whatever the hell that was called. The crowd was singing. The crowd that was there for them was like singing the song or whatever. And me, me, Woody, Brian, and Joey were like, yeah, we're going to the bar now. So we all walked over to the bar and Woody's leaving. He goes, damn it, I'll tell you what. Them, them son of bitches will never get another damn dime of my money. Two days later, he bought it off Amazon. <laughs> I was like, damn, you, you couldn't hold yourself. He goes, I like the song, kid. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the one uh, deal that we did when we went to, uh, I think it was it was either Cinco de Mayo or the Uproar Festival. That drunk guy that came over there and said, uh, hey, can you... That was the Cinco de Mayo Festival. Yeah, he dropped up and said, hey, can you guys uh, wash my sandals for me? No, you took and threw them in the fucking <laughs> I took garbage. I threw them in the fucking garbage and the guy yeah. walked up to me and he's like, hey, where are my sandals going? I'm like, who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know who you are, dude. And he's well, like... I left them here, and I'm like, I don't know, man. But there was also the time that you went, uh, we were at the Uproar Fest, and Fozzie was on, and you got into the mosh pit, but oh, you yeah. got to take your glasses off. Yeah, that's that, that's that's my mistake, because I'm an idiot. I like to mosh. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to, anytime, like, if it's like a devil driver or a lamb of God, like, I got it, I got to mosh. I'm sorry, I'm a metalhead, I have to. But it, um, it was hilarious, because you were in there, you were moshing with them, and so, all of a sudden, this big dude comes out of nowhere, and he just, like, trucks you, <laughs> and trucks you me. the fuck over. <laughs> And you go down, and I'm like, oh, shit, Talon's going to die. <laughs> and then all no, of a sudden, it's you not, come like, up. Three people stopped, and it's like, come on up, man. And as soon as I got up, I was like, oh, shit, where's my glasses? And then it's like, crunch. I audibly hear the crunch, and I'm like, oh, shit. 
big the big dude the truck me picked him up here man sorry i'm like oh. i put him on walk over to chips like what happened i'm like you know what happened yep <laughs> but yeah and that meant but that's fun i mean granted we can't do that now as opposed to you know i mean we were younger man we were we just, we just did dumb shit when we were younger but I've had a lot of fun, like, with going to these different concerts. I wish we could do more, you know, like, and hopefully one day, you know, when Malachi gets old enough to where, like, he's into certain types of music. I know he's into different types of music. He's still trying to find himself as far as his taste and stuff. So Dude, my oldest, my oldest son, Grayson, every time we get in the car, he hollers, let's listen to Rob Zombie. Let's listen to Rob Zombie. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I'm i kind of proud. Right. But he like he like he likes some of the stuff. Up. You know what he likes? And I didn't realize this until, like couple months ago he like he digs red hot chili peppers hey, and i got no problem with red hot chili peppers I, I like, like we were listening like, we were listening we were, we were um because i got sirius xm radio in the car so i'm just yeah. flipping through the stations and it was I, it landed on either one of the 90s or the pop 2k uh channels and uh the song um danny california was on and i was like i'm not a big fan of that song he's like no, no no don't change it i like that song i'm like son you never heard this song he goes that's red hot chili peppers like, okay, if you know it, then you know it. So we right. listened to that, and he enjoyed it. So you know, he likes the song "Scar Tissue." So yeah. you know, so. Yeah. But uh, okay, so so here's something for you. Okay. Uh, so I, I think I know the answer, but I want you to tell our listeners the okay. answer. Okay. What is the worst band you have ever heard live? You went to a concert, and it was just the worst band ever. The Beat Offs. The worst band I've ever seen live. So it was at the Project 961 Festival. We, uh, me and Chip and Zach, I believe, or no, Zach was at the restroom at the time, right? It was just you and me. I think. Yeah. So, okay, so Zach was at the restroom. Amy, no, the- Jesse, and Daphne went to the bathroom as well. Yeah. We said we were just going to sit here and chill for a minute. The band comes on. They did a rendition of a cover song that didn't really sound good nothing was in tune the sonics were off the acoustics were messed up the the microphone for whatever reason was picking up the feedback it, it, there was no reverb to any of the guitars it was just it was shit it so was the, absolute trash trash and i mean so they've got half naked women dancing on the stage you know they're they're giving out all kinds of free shit and nobody's paying attention i've never seen strippers get booed off stage yeah during a concert yeah because i mean if, if a stripper gets on it like a kid rock show or a hell yeah which hell yeah again horrible to hear live but at least at least their strippers looked good you know what i'm saying so they didn't even get booed off stage no but yeah it was um it was a pretty shitty show um that that was that that was that was horrible um although have you ever been in a situation and i'm gonna say this real quick your your head just went it's it's the real world it's okay we still got oh yeah Oh, I already took care of that. Yeah, no, okay. we're good. All right. Uh, so, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. The real world's coming into play here. Let me ask you one more quick question, though, before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen instances? Because we know, because anytime you go to a show, you have different personalities. You have different people there. You have all these different types of people from all different cultures, all different religions, all different societies. Yeah. All this different shit. I'm pretty sure that you've you've gone to or seen 
a situation where there has been a conflict? Do you remember seeing any fights, anybody getting kicked out, anything like that at a concert? Man, I can honestly say in all the concerts that I've been to, I've never seen that. There's something about music Mm -hmm. that brings people together. I've never seen... I've never seen a fight. I've never seen conflict. Nothing like that. Like, I've seen people get so fucking drunk that they pass out. And people will actually pick them up and carry them Mm -hmm. uh, to, like, a tent Mm -hmm. or somewhere in the shade so they don't get sunburned or anything like that. That happened at the uh, Uproar Festival, the first one, right? I've seen it at the Uproar Festival. I've seen it at the uh, 961 Fest. The Carolina Uh, Rebellion. I've seen it at the Rebellion. It's just, I've seen it, and... There, like I said, there's just something about music. It just brings people together, man. So you've never seen anybody get kicked out? Like no, I can't say I can't yeah. say that I've never seen anybody yeah. get kicked out. But it wasn't for fighting. They they got kicked out because they got way too drunk and they were belligerent. Right. Uh, that's happened several times. Now you know, and that's 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 different. Let me tell you my story. We were I seen I went and I seen I can't remember who the headline I, I can't remember who the uh, the undercard was. I said the undercard. I can't remember who the other bands were, but we seen Drown and Pull it uh, at Rhythm and Brews. Yeah. Um, and this was Drown and Pull after Dave Williams had passed away. God rest his soul. Ryan McComb was actually the lead singer at this point. Oh, the second so, singer. No, the third singer. Oh, third third singer. And um, oh, I forgot about that one. He did like what one he album? Did, he did. He did the. Uh, he did the. Uh, the desynthesized album. Yeah. Which was the one that had the porn star with the pentagram. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It was. It really. They had, they had one song on there that was good. But anyway, um, back to the back to the story. So the concert's done. Okay. Yeah. So after the concert's done, a lot of times the band will mingle with the fans. They'll go out to their merch table that's set up. Because remember when you yeah, walk yeah. when you walk into uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Rhythm and Brews, the stage is set up on the left, and on the right side is like an upper level where they would have the merch. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, after the concert, guys would come over to the merch. Uh, the guitar player for Drowning Pool actually goes straight to the bar instead of going to the merch table because he wants to get um, he wants to get himself a drink or whatever. And then I bumped into him because I was leaving the bar at the time, you know, and I shook his hand and everything, told him that he had, you know, he played a good show and everything. You know how small Torque is, right? Oh, yeah. This guy is two inches shorter than him. Holy shit. Dude from Drowning Pool is short. A lot of those guys are smaller. I mean, guys. He's not with them anymore. Um, I don't know about that. Are they not? No, is no, he no. not? The, no. The, 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 you're talking about the uh, uh, the bald guy with the... with the uh, not, no, not Ryan oh, McCall. I thought not Ryan you were talking about Ryan. No, no, no. no, no I know. No, Ryan went back to soil. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, But no. But anyway, the concert's done. Well... After the con- after the show was over with, they turned the house lights on. Yeah. Well, some guy in the crowd was a little bit belligerent, and he decided to jump up on the stage after the band was already off the stage, so it wasn't like he was going to hurt anybody. But he got up on the stage, and he started taking out, you know, that on a microphone stand, they have that little bar where you can put your guitar picks? Yes. He was taking guitar picks out of the bar. Oh, you don't do that. Well, the security guy walked over to him and goes, hey, man, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just t- getting these guitar picks. He goes, who the hell told you to get on stage? And he pointed over to Ryan. And he goes, Ryan, did you tell this guy he can get on stage? And he goes, fuck that guy, throw him out. So without even hesitating, this big security guy who's like six foot 12, I mean, dude was huge, grabbed this guy by the back of his neck. Now, I'm not talking about like on the back of his shirt, like literally grabbed the dude by the like the base of his skull. 
and grabbed him up by the satchel of his pants and literally chunked him from like five feet from the door, chunked him into the street, damn near threw him into uh, Market Street. The dude jumped up, still drunk as shit, dude jumped up and was like, well, let me tell you something. I don't think you, band, you guys were ever that good and I'm glad Dave is dead. Bro, the dude... He said, I'm glad, for those who don't know, Dave Williams was the lead singer for Drowning Pool, the original lead singer, and then he had passed away. He said, I'm glad the dude is dead. The drummer for Drowning Pool, who's known Dave his whole life, walked out there, calmly walked out there, and just punched the dude in the face. I was like, holy shit! As he should And have. walked back inside laughing, said, someone caught, take this piece of shit home. Yeah. And then no one... No one moved. Like literally, we were all standing still in this in this big old concert venue. Like, uh, what do we do here? Like, I don't want to move, or they think I'm with dude, you know. So I was like, right. nope, not not taking that chance. Not gonna do it. All right, real quick, last question before we we end this. Okay. Um, name a concert that you went to where you really had no expectation of who was gonna play. Like, you, you, you didn't have any expectation, but you walked away a fan. Uh, wow. That's, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, probably Midnight to 12 when I was okay. them perform. Um, they, they played on the, they played on the bill with, uh, Egypt Central. Um, they were, they were West Coast bands, so obviously they, you know, played a lot of West Coast style music. Um, they remind me a lot of 10 Years. Um, which I've seen 10 years live too. And I think 10 years are amazing as well. Okay. Um, the only, and there was another band. Um, well, actually, I mean, when I seen, uh, when I seen, obviously when I seen Egypt central play, I was a fan of them. When I seen rev theory or revelation theory play, um, you know, which I think that's the best part about going to concerts for me is yes, you go to see the headline, but those undercard bands are the bands that you really want to pay attention to because those are the bands that in two three years these bands could be headlining like oh, i yeah. remember i remember cold chamber when cold chamber was around and cold chamber technically is still around because i know des likes to go back and forth between cold chamber and devil driver um but cold chamber had a tour and they were the headliner but the band who opened cold chamber was slipknot Oh yeah, and Slipknot was getting some notoriety because it was right after the first album came out. They have yet to release Iowa at this point, but Cold Chamber said, "Guys, I'm sorry, but we can't have you guys come on tour with us anymore." And the reason for it was because people would come and see Slipknot, and then once Slipknot was done, they would leave. So it was either like, okay, either one of two things has to happen: either we can't have you guys on our bill anymore you're gonna have to headline but why would you let another band headline your tour you see what i'm saying yeah because that just throws you out of money exactly well not really because they're getting paid yeah i mean they're getting paid regardless yeah but but obviously you know this the headliner is going to get paid more than the opening acts yeah so So. for me uh this was actually the very last concert that i i I went to Mm -hmm. um woody uh big wood he invited jesse and i to go see Stuff, Stuff Mojo, Mojo at the Action Building. At the Action Building. Now I, 
I'd heard of Stunt Mojo, mm -hmm. but I didn't know who they were. Right. And I had zero expectation. But you knew who Rich was. Though. I knew who Rich was because yeah. of Fozzie. Yeah. Uh, but I had zero expectation going into the Stuck Mojo concert. Mm -hmm. Right. And I walked out a fucking Stuck Mojo fan. Right. Because you uh, immediately called me afterwards and you said, dude, I'm going to uh, let you hear something tomorrow. But you just got to be open. I'm like, um, okay, sure. And then we get here and then you said, just listen to this. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm not going to talk to you about it. Just listen to it and then come back to me when you're done. And then I came back to you saying, I'm a fan of Stuck Mojo now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so. they, they had, uh, well, and he's still their lead singer, Robbie J. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the young, I think he's the youngest guy in the band. Uh, but he is fucking phenomenal. He is. Uh, they found this kid just in Canada somewhere mm -hmm. and he's fucking phenomenal. I, I tell you, go listen to Here Come the Infidels, the album. Yes. And I, I'm positive you will become a stuck mojo fan definitely be a fan all right this has been a pretty cool episode we got to reminisce we got to have a little fun nothing was so strenuous that we had to rush like we did the other day yeah uh, um we we actually uh this is our second attempt we recorded an episode uh the other day we're gonna re-record that for you guys because we felt like we just rushed a little bit mm -hmm. uh we'll we'll put that out next week um but this podcast should be available soon. This podcast will go out today, Friday. Uh, Let me look at the calendar. August, August the 23rd. Oh, 23rd. Yep. This will go out Friday, August the 23rd. Um, we can go ahead. You guys know all the socials. You guys know all the uh, the events coming up. Tomorrow, August 24th, we're going to be at TWE in Red Bank, Tennessee. As we go one-on-one -on -one against Spoonie Mac and Octavius Black of the Youngbloods for the TWE Tag Team Championships. So, you guys just pay attention to the uh, Facebook page and the Instagram page to see how we look with the brand new titles. Yep, and then Sunday afternoon, RWA in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, the movement gear up against the international superstars. Uh, if you're in, in the area for either of those events... Please come check us out. Come check out the show. Support us. Support the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And until next time, my name is Talon Williams. And I'm Chip Hazard, and this has been Movement Radio. See ya.